Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast. We're a podcast for our ministry, Finishing Well Ministries. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm here with my good pal, Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, to talk with you again today about a topic that we think can be of, uh, well, of some interest to you. We, When we do these podcasts, planning things, folks, for what we want to talk about, we always go over several different things. And so we try to think of things that might be relevant and might be speak to some of what's going on with you out there. And one of those is family. We love to talk about family, but oh, we, we also love to talk. We love to, <laughs> we love to, good morning, Hal. We love to talk about the season, don't we? We this do. This is a great time of year, a great time of year, uh, a hustle bustle time of year, an encouraging time of year, but also sometimes a, a stressful time of year. And so, uh, as we think about the holiday season, and you may be listening to this when before Christmas, but you, if you're listening to it after Christmas, you may still feel you're in this mode of, of holiday and helter-skelter and, and, and a lot of pressure, a lot of things to get done, a lot of planning, a lot of challenges. So we want to uh, just speak to that just a little bit. And here's kind of how we will, will approach it. We think that it's great that we want to get together with family uh, as much as we can in holidays, especially Christmas, and just say, let's all have joy in our lives and let's all be in some celebratory mode and, and, and just may maximize this. And so we, we've also heard enough and been around enough to talk to enough families experiencing whatever out there that we that we hit uh, the, to know that that can be a challenge that can be difficult actually in a lot of families so <clears throat> we're going to put a topic on this that we that we have been thinking about and that is um you might be someone who says you know what i am the kind of the aging component of my family and I love the idea of finishing well. I just thank you guys for making me aware of that. Thank you for helping me understand it better, helping me get closer to it. But, you know, during this time of year, guys, I, 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 I have a little bit of a difficulty. I love finishing well, but you know what? My family is just a mess right now. It's kind of messy. Uh, and I don't know whether I even have time or can even think about the idea of finishing well. And so uh, maybe you guys have perfect families. You know, I'll, maybe you guys never experienced any stress in your family. Maybe you guys never had anything go on that that made you step back a couple of steps. But I have. So can you understand me? You know, that kind of thinking. How And we go. We're going today, yes, we do understand that, and yes, we think it's legitimate 
for you to say, can I finish well as a question mark? Because you're, you're just caught up in so much right now. So that's it, Hal. That's our topic. It should be fun as we go back and forth. You know, one of the things that it, it just brings to the surface in my mind, uh, there's change in families all the time. There's change in me. And things may be messy. Things may be, I mean, they're, they're messy for me. Uh, you know, Paul says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our that we have affliction in our lives, you know, be paying attention to what's going on in this messiness, I think is important to understand what it means to finish well. Uh, you know, I have a few aches and pains in my body that I didn't have before. I mean, I can't do the things, or I'm not doing the things until I get well. You might say, but my family goes with that. And my whole travel schedule, we wanted to go with, be with my family in California, and I had some health issues, and it threw everything into chaos. Um, doesn't make me afraid to uh, want to go out there, but, you know, there's there's a messiness in the aging process. And I think that's what we're talking about, and I think one of my thoughts is, number one, be aware of that. And just as grief happens and a loneliness happens, there there is chaos that happens in your body, in your relationships with people. You know, things go up and down, but be aware of what is going on and paying attention to it. And it's it's that that will help me finish well. Because exactly. one of the things I don't want to do is stick my head in the sand and ignore reality. But to right. go through it actively, alertly, asking God to lead me. That's Christmas. God with us through this messiness as our kids change, grandkids change, or whatever. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, Hal. So I and then you have 100%. a question here. Uh, we can discuss many uh -huh. of these. Can older family members be a benefit rather than a liability to messy families? Well, I would say they can if they're aware of what's happening in their own lives because of the situations. You know, one, one of the, the critical things is to be aware. Like we talked about in the previous podcast, identify with your suffering. Identify with your grief. You know, learn from it. Grow with it. Don't feel compelled to get on the other side of it. You know, I need to be happy and act as if it never happened. But I think that's true in the messiness of life. Uh, grow in it. Grow through it. Understand what's happening to you and being able to verbalize that a little bit. I always say to my daughter, my, my kids, I said, you're going to have a front row seat to watching your dad and mom age a little bit in these next years and these next decades if God you know, wills it that we stay here, but, you know, uh, learn to grow through it and learn to identify with it. And I think that is a key in understanding how we can finish well. Yeah, for sure. Hal. I think older family members can be a benefit big time, but they have to be in the finishing well mode themselves to understand that it's not about everybody coming over and bowing down in front of them in their easy chair. That's not what Christmas is all about. Yes, you want to have family members you haven't seen for a while. I mean, if there's if they're younger, grandkids or even great grandkids, it's fun to have them run and run at you and jump or or kind of just really give you a huge hug, come up 
and as they always do and, and yell and, and make a lot of noise. But I'm just saying that's not your purpose with your family is to be greeted and bowed down to. Your purpose is, as Hal just said, I think, to be a good listener and, and words of encouragement along the way to those random discussions you're having. That can make a difference. Just encouraging, not uh, giving the latest war story on, on, on your aches and pains. Um, and I'm going to just tread lightly on that. Look, anybody who is suffering health-wise during those visits, during the Christmas visit, during the family gathering, is not in the same mood as those who aren't. Your mood is about trying to get past some kind of pain that you've got inside you. And, uh, and so it is harder to finish well, Hal, in that mode. But you can do it for a few hours, I think, with the family and, and give them some encouragement. So if I were to suggest anything, I guess it's, it's, it's that it's, they're so glad to see you, especially if they haven't seen you for quite some time. And the picture that, that probably a finishing well picture that could be good for you is one of smile, smiling and encouragement rather than, oh, step back. I don't want you to touch me because, guys, I heard all over, uh, you know, go play somewhere or go, go talk to somebody else. I don't think that's a real encouraging picture. For a finishing well person, Hal. It's just not. So there's a little adjustment mentally ahead of these kinds of meetings and, and family gatherings. And I think the mental adjustment is I do want to finish well. And I want to get myself in a mood and a position to listen to people and encourage them. That's the mental adjustment I have to make. Tough as it is, I have to make it. And I'm going to say this about families and messiness and all that. You know how families are always challenging at this time of year, just based on the fact that it's tough to get everybody together. You know, when you think about it, the way, our, the way God designed our marriages, there's another family somewhere that, that our kids have to spend time with, just as much as with us. Um. And we have to figure out how to deal with that in our lives. You know, do we set and fume about that? Do we resent it? Are we in a bad mood during Christmas just because of that? Or are we able to go ahead with whatever family we've got in front of us and, and make the most of it? In other words, to encourage them. So my wife and I have been dealing with that for quite some time. We're going to continue to deal with it. We have kids in our very town that we live in. It's a big town. They're way far away, even though it's a one town. But they're relatively, if you want to call it in quotes, close by. But on the other hand, they're not necessarily close when it comes to priorities of other people besides us and our family. So we have to figure out how to deal with that. Sometimes we are able to take advantage of getting everybody together because we planned it. We've, we've sacrificed a previous year to have a year with everybody together. But not always, Hal. 
It's always kind of different. And things change at the last minute. So, yes, there are times when I'd love to have less of a mess, but times I know I need to make, when I have a mess in front of me, that's not necessarily making everybody happy. I know it's time to try to make the most of that. And so what? how do I know that? <laughs> Am I super, super ingenious in my approach? No. I just pray about it to the Lord and get my attitude a little more positive and say, you know what? I need to help other people have positive attitudes about not being able to have everybody together here today. And it helps me, and I think it, we help each other, my spouse and I, with that, if that makes sense. So, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things I think we can do, and I think parents, grandparents, great-grandparents all have a role in this, is helping other people adjust to the fact this stuff isn't perfect. End of story. Yeah, life isn't perfect. Life is often messy. Uh, life is all, often conflicting priorities. You know, you say, I just think about my own family. We have what? Four, four at least three generations. Uh, Vicki and me, the, the parents, our adult kids, our grandkids who range anywhere from seven to 16. So you got all kinds of different priorities going on. The whole house may be messy, even if you do get everybody together. And then if you can't get everybody together, you, you kind of mourn that, and that's another messiness. But the, the key is, I, I think, in the heart of it all, we as older people, as the aging parents, have a sense of who God is and how life is developing, and we can see it in our own lives, and we should talk about that. But we also should pay close attention to our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids about what they're going through. And I think one of the best things aging people can bring to the messiness of life or the competing priorities is a sense of perspective and saying, we'll get through this. We'll get through it together. Kind of like you were talking about the importance of prayer, the importance of asking questions, the importance of listening to each other. It makes all the difference in the world as to where our own heads are and what we're experiencing in our lives and whether or not God is leading us in some specific direction, which is what I think finishing well is all about. I mean, the idea that we're on a journey growing closer to God and his leadership in our lives. And we want to represent that and care for our families in that way. I've learned um, uh, some lessons in this process, how uh, family gatherings, um, and <clears throat> I think you hit the nail on the head that even if everybody's there, there can still be messiness. There can still be challenges in it uh, for for let's just say for the patriarch uh, and matriarch of the family, there can be wishes that I'd done something different, wishes that I'd been able to make something happen that didn't happen. Uh, but one of the things that I will suggest I've learned the hard way is that if I can get my, uh, get my whole being into a more master of ceremonies role, um, rather than 
what can happen in a lot of these family gatherings, Hal, is groups, side groups go off into various activities. Yes, we all eat together, but we don't beyond that beyond that that time we might fade into groups it's natural i guess you could say that we would do that uh some want to watch something on tv at that moment some want to play a game in another room some want to be doing something outside if it's good weather some want to be uh talking about a topic somewhere in a corner all i'm getting at how is things can fade into small groups. And if I'm caught up in one of those small groups and not paying attention to others, I can lose the opportunity I might have to catch up with some of my family, to, to talk, even to visit with them. So I have to get in a more master of ceremonies mode, or what's the word for, for the spouse? Um, Misses of ceremonies. I don't know what the right term is here for that. You'll have to help me with that. But uh, there, there is this, I almost would just suggest for those out there who have similar feelings to me, that if, if it's possible for you to step back a pace or two and look around the room, look around your house, if, if it's at your house, Look around the house you're at, if it's a different house, and just say, who's not talking with other people? Who's not visiting? Who am I not visiting with? And try to figure out how you can get people together more. You know, interrupt maybe in some cases, but just ask if it's possible for somebody else to join into that discussion or for people to mix a little bit more. And the reason I say that, Hal, is I can't control or don't want to control how people feel about other people. It's not my job to do that. That's up to the Lord. Uh, But I can at least try to get interaction so that when people come together who haven't seen each other for a year or for many months or whatever, that they have a chance all to visit with each other and just catch up and share life. That can be a big help, and it can help people deal with messiness because it's interesting how one party can get insights from another about the messiness going on in their own lives, the messiness about their own kids, the messiness about their own uh, situations, I'll put it that way, just by talking to other family members. So it's a wasted opportunity if I don't try at least to find ways to mix and match and help people at least have a chance to visit a little bit and say hello and uh, have a couple words with each other at least. Because I think that's part of the gathering is to share and to get to just get a little bit of insight into each other's lives as we age. That's a helpful thing in my experience whether you call that finishing well, I'm not sure. But that's what I would like to see happen more. No matter how far apart and how often you get together, that something like that happens. And I sometimes regret that I haven't done more to help that, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, Randy. Uh, let's, let's kind of wrap this up. I, I think part of the – I like your idea of a master of ceremonies in some way. 
you know, as we see the various people in our families, you know, I want to say when I'm with my family, I want to learn from every one of them. I want to listen to what's going on in their lives. And the ideal would be, can we listen to each other together? Multi-generational stuff. So how do you bring your teenagers into your family? How do you bring little kids in? How do you bring great-grandkids in? How do you orchestrate this process of finishing well and family families bleeding into each other? I mean, I just think that's what a family is all about. And e- even in messiness, you pray that God will use you all, each each person there in some specific way in the other person's life. And I want to pay attention to that. If I'm the uh, I'm patriarch in my family, that's what I think about when I want to get with my family. And I want to ask God, and back to the importance of prayer, God, what do you want to see happen in my life through these family members? What do you want to see happen in my life through any of this messiness and understand that God is with us and wants us to learn through this process. And after all, that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it? God entering into life, just like we want to enter into the life of everybody in our family. Does it make sense? It does, Hal. Thank you for indulging me in with this. I think this is an important discussion today, even if it isn't listened to until after, you know, after the new year. Uh, people still want to gather with family and friends and and have joyous occasions together. And I hope that when that happens, we're better able to make it an opportunity for everyone to visit a little bit, to learn more about each other, to learn how to support each other, how to pray for each other, but also just how to encourage one another while we're there. Uh, let me make a summary statement uh, has to do with our ministry, Finishing Well Ministries. I, I envision the value of Finishing Well Ministries is it's bringing a perspective of community and conversation together with people in the second half of life at various stages as they contemplate, as they converse, as they listen to each other about the issues that are going on in our lives in this season of life. And of course, that's what you want to do as families. So I not only pray for you and your family in that way, but I ask you to pray for us in Finished Well Ministries as we're asking God to open doors for aging people all over in congregations and communities and in personal friendships to talk and understand about what God wants to do in our lives as we age and how we can encourage others and enter into that process. So that's the mission that I think we have. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thanks, Hal. Well, and thanks for thanks this. For, thanks for, thanks for joining I, I just want to say, yeah, thank you. We're near the end of a, a, of a year. And I just want to say thank you for a good year. And thank you for finishing well ministries. It's made a difference in, in my life in our lives. Uh, and, uh, and many people, many people, have found that it makes a difference in theirs. So I'll just say thank you for that. And let's just move forward with a lot of uh, joy into into 2024 and uh, make it even a better year. Thanks for blessing us. Thanks for your interest. Thanks for your prayer. And thanks for your financial support of Finishing Wellness Ministries as we engage the world. Um, 
across all the states, across other countries, and may God open doors continually for us to keep growing and keep serving Him. So thanks, Randy. God bless you, and uh, we'll see you uh, soon again. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.